Hello, welcome to the Created to Thrive podcast with Amy Duggins. It's so good to be recording again. I've taken a little break for a few weeks, just had a lot going on, Um, but it's great to be back and I have a really awesome topic to talk about today. Um, Also, the saga continues with me being technologically challenged (laughs) because if you listen to my last podcast where I was trying to figure out the microphone that I had previously thought was on, but it wasn't, uh, it was a little echoey and I realized that there's a dial for echo and I had it all the way up. So <laughs> bear with me while I figure this out, guys. I think I'm on the right track now. I shouldn't have an echo if it sounds like weird in any way when you're listening or you have any tips for me because like, again, I'm not uh, very technology savvy, please let me know. I would love your feedback. So, okay. The topic today is fasting. And this is something that I feel has been getting a lot of um, coverage lately I feel like everywhere you turn, everybody's talking about fasting, keto diet, um, time-restricted eating, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to preface this by saying that this isn't like I'm jumping on the bandwagon because I feel like we can tend to do that sometimes. Like It's like, oh, this is really popular and let's just jump on it. So it's really important that we investigate these kind of health trends and fads that that go on because um, not all of them are beneficial to the body and some of them can actually be harmful. So I know I mentioned keto and that kind of uh, goes along with fasting in a lot of people's minds because when the keto diet became popular, fasting came along with that. And so... A lot of people were doing intermittent fasting and keto at the same time. Now, I'm not advocating for keto. I actually, based on my research, I don't believe it's a healthy long-term solution. And I believe, you know, sometimes people see short-term benefits. There, There can be definitely weight loss benefits. And there's always going to be benefits when we reduce our amount of carbs. But when you look at the studies for keto it's actually can cause harm long-term and women, um, it actually is, is, uh, not as healthy for women to do keto as it is for men. We actually need carbs, especially at different points in our cycle. And this is not a podcast about keto, but because I mentioned it in connection with fasting, I just want to, for the record, say that I don't advocate that as a healthy diet. Um, If you do keto or have done keto and saw benefits, great. Obviously, everybody's different. um, But as a long-term solution, it's not really the answer. We need uh, vegetables. We need fruits. We need the nutrients that come from a lot of the uh, foods that keto says not to eat. Um, And so, again, maybe short-term, you know, fine, it works for you for a little bit. But I would not recommend it long-term. If you actually look up the studies on keto long-term, it can cause some pretty serious damage. So moving away from that, we're going to just get back into fasting here. Um, So yes, fasting has been popularized lately. 
Uh, and again, it's important to look at the, look at the studies, look at the research. So there are so many benefits to fasting. There is so much research on fasting. And quite honestly, the Bible tells us to fast. So, you know, if Jesus did it, if the disciples did it, if God tells us to do it, like, obviously there are spiritual reasons that it's good to fast. And I'll talk a little bit about that at the end of this podcast. But, um, you know, as our creator, obviously God knows that fasting is going to be beneficial for us, not only spiritually, but physically as well. And so we're going to start talking about um, some of the benefits. But let's first talk about the average eating patterns. Like what, how does the average person eat, right? So most of us, we are eating from the minute we wake up to almost the time we go to sleep. And I say eating, but that's actually not the right word. Because when we start consuming things, anything that we put in our body besides water is going to start our uh, digestive system moving and it's going to start that whole process, right? So breakfast, you know, break the fast uh, can be a cup of coffee that can break your fast. It can be... um, you know, uh, a piece of fruit. Like sometimes people think, oh, I, I don't really eat until 11, but you know, I had my coffee with, with creamer and you know, all of the things added to it. And I had a piece of fruit. Well, okay. That's actually when you started eating. So a lot of people, most people, we just eat all day. Like we wake up, we have, you know, a coffee. Most people have coffee when they wake up. They might have some snacks and breakfast. Then, you know, you're snacking kind of throughout the day. Then you're having like a lunch and then you're having maybe some more snacks and then dinner. And then, of course, like the after dinner snacks or the drinks or whatever. And so if you look at the amount of time that the average person is consuming food and beverages, it's like 15 hours a day. And so... What this does to the body is it it keeps it constantly in motion. So a very interesting thing that your body does is it actually, when we eat, when we wake up and start eating at the same time every day, our bodies, the internal clock in our bodies and in our organs actually knows our body is so intelligently designed. It's just... It blows my mind how anybody can honestly think that we like evolve from a bacteria <laughs> because there's so many intricacies that go on with how we were designed. So your organs, your digestive system, if you, let's say, wake up every day and you eat breakfast at 8, 8 a.m., your digestive system at 7.30 is going to start preparing and it's going to cue every organ and every uh, part of the body that's involved in digestion to prepare for you to eat in a half an hour and to start preparing to digest your food. It's amazing. And so that process, that digestive process, that takes about four hours for your body to fully digest and pull all the nutrients from what you're consuming. So I heard this analogy I can't remember exactly where, but I'm not going to take credit for it. But it's like it's like if you were to go into your office and you have an important meeting on Zoom, okay? 
and you go in your office and you shut your door and you're like, all right, I'm going to focus. I have this really important meeting and every 10 minutes you're working from home. So one of your kids just bursts into the room (laughs) and interrupts you. I'm sure none of us have ever experienced that, right? Because our kids are all angels and they listen when we tell them not to come in the room. (laughs) Um, So imagine that that's your digestive system. Your digestive system has this really important job to do that's going to take like three or four hours. And every hour, half hour, however often you're either drinking, you know, juice or soda or coffee or having a little snack, that process is being interrupted and your digestive system cannot do what it's trying to do with what's already in it, whatever food or or beverage you've consumed. And then you're like bursting in and throwing more work on top of it. And it's no wonder that our digestive systems are going haywire and that like we have all these health issues and just obesity rates and everything. Like our, our bodies are never really given the chance to um, to do the work that they're trying to do to digest our food. So another thing about um, about eating all day long is that your body, when you're eating, when you're constantly consuming, eating, drinking, anything but water your body is going to be in sugar burning mode. And so whatever you're taking in, whether it's sugar or not, you know, the carbs get turned into glucose and your your cells are actually using that for energy, which is good, right? We need energy. Um, I'm not saying sugar is good. I'm saying like that process is good. However, when, you know, we're not, when we stop eating, and when you know our, our body's like done digesting, it our bodies switch into fat burning mode, and they start burning reserves. So again, if you're going all day long and you're just eating, 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 drinking, consuming things, even if it's healthier foods, which we should you know aim to eat healthier foods, but your body is just constantly in working mode. It's never able to rest and it's never able to switch from sugar burning to fat burning. And that's what the keto diet does. It keeps your body in that fat burning mode, which is why it is good for weight loss. Um, and again, I'm not denying that. I just don't think that it's based on the research that it is uh, It is a good long-term solution. So anyway, your body can never really get in that fat burning mode except when you go to sleep. But a lot of us, a lot of us eat right before we go to bed even. And so while our bodies at that point should be concentrating solely on sleep and rest and regenerating and rejuvenating our our minds and our bodies, our bodies are still doing the work of digestion because it's going to take a while. And if you eat right before bed, your body is still working. Your body has to do all that and you're not going to get as good of rest Eating close to bedtime also uh, will affect your ability to get to sleep. It'll affect the quality of your sleep. All of your um, your melatonin is made in the lining of your stomach, and so when you're going to bed full, uh, it's going to inhibit that process, and you're not going to sleep as well, and you're probably going to have heartburn and you know maybe nightmares. Who knows? <laughs> but 
yeah, so when you envision like your entire day and you're like, wow, I really am like consuming things from the, from the time I wake up until the time I go to sleep. Um, you know, it's, it's good to bring awareness to this because a lot, a lot of times we just don't realize, right? Like we're just used to, to doing this all day. (laughs) It's kind of like our culture. Um, so the very interesting thing about this is that, you know, when we, when we time, when we give ourselves an eating window and we say, okay, I'm going to eat from, I'm going to give myself an eight or nine hour eating window. I'm going to eat at, you know, um, eight o'clock every day. That's when I'm going to start eating. And then I'm going to stop eating at four. I think it is. Math is not my strong suit, guys. Eight hours. Um, I don't have time to count on my fingers. So (laughs) I believe it's eight to four. So eight to four or 10 to six, you know, if that seems like, wow, there's no way I can actually do that because of my schedule, like you can actually figure out which time window fits best for you, whether that's eating breakfast a little bit later or, you know, eating dinner a little bit later, or even a lot of people, they think, um, with the intermittent fasting and this is intermittent fasting, right? It's, this isn't like a long-term fast where we're, um, going 24 hours or more. This is just intermittent fasting, or it's also can be called time restrictive eating where you just take the, the amount of time you're eating, your eating window, and you shrink that down. So again, if most of us are eating, 15, uh, hours a day, even a reduction from that. Cause sometimes it can seem overwhelming. Like, okay, I have to eat all my food in this amount of time. And honestly, if your body is used to that, like there's going to be an adjustment period, but let's say you say, okay, I'm going to actually start by doing, um, you know, a, a, a 12 or an 11 hour eating window instead of all day long. You know, even with that, every shift you move towards shortening that eating window is going to be beneficial for your health and it's going to be beneficial for your weight. And it's going to start getting your body used to only eating, you know, in a, in a certain window of time. So again, back to kind of like the skipping breakfast thing, right? A lot of people, when they intermittent fast, they just don't eat breakfast and, they will have lunch and dinner. So I'm all for like dropping a meal because I don't think we really need to eat three large meals a day. However, the studies show that if you're going to drop a meal, dinner should be the meal to drop. So really, even if you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you should envision your, and I'm, I'm not about counting calories at all, um, so don't misunderstand me, but if you're envisioning your calories that you're eating in a day, you want the majority of those to be eaten in, in the beginning of the day, breakfast and lunch, and then you want to be tapering off by dinner time. So we kind of have the opposite going a lot of times is people either will eat a very light breakfast or they'll skip breakfast. They'll maybe eat lunch or eat a light lunch. And then by dinner, they're like ravenous, right? And eating all this food And then again, back to kind of like what that does to our sleep cycle 
And not to mention when we're loading up on food, which a lot of times is carbs by dinner, because I know for me, like if I, you know, skip breakfast or lunch or I eat too lightly or I'm busy and I didn't plan, by dinner time, I'm starving and like a salad is not going to cut it. I'm going to want to load up on carbs because I'm super hungry. And I think that's the majority of what people do. And then, you know, loading up on carbs at night when you are not burning it off is a recipe for weight gain. And it's going to make it really hard to lose weight um, and then to sleep and then all of the other health things that come along with that. So... There's a uh, a um, holistic doctor that I love. Um, her name's Barbara O'Neill. She's based out of Australia, and she just has the best accent, um, <laughs> which I'm not going to try to emulate. But she says, "Eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, and dinner like a pauper." And if you follow that advice, you're going to be on the right path because it's going to help with, again, the sleep, the, the weight loss, the um, <clears throat> maintaining a healthy weight, and then just overall health. So you really want breakfast to be a big meal. You want it to be full of healthy fats, protein, and then also complex carbs to give yourself energy for the day. So if you envision breakfast as a bigger meal, lunch is a bigger meal. If you want, if you like carbs, like, you know, rice and potatoes, healthy, healthier carbs, um, even if you want to splurge and have some pasta, you know, I'm not an advocate for like denying yourself like all of these delicious comfort foods. My view on that is use clean ingredients Use healthy ingredients that don't have additives that are, um, you know, sourced from a good location that aren't, you know, uh, covered in pesticides and all of that. Um, and then timing. So if you if you want to eat pasta, eat it at lunch or eat a really early dinner and then don't eat anymore. But if you are going to eat dinner, have protein and vegetables. Don't eat carbs at dinner. There's no reason to have carbs in the evening. And so, um, but yeah, if you're going to, if you want to skip a meal and if it feels like shrinking this eating window, you're like, how am I even going to eat three meals within this time? Then just drop dinner. Eat a great, a really great breakfast full of nutrients, healthy fats, complex carbs, protein. You want to get all of your macros together and then do the same for lunch and then have like a later lunch, you know, like three or three o'clock four o'clock, something like that. And then just don't eat anymore. So it's really interesting when you look at the studies, um, on this, you know, first they, they've done studies on animals. They've done studies on humans where they, they give them the same, the same exact diet, the same amount of calories, the same exact diet. And they have one group consume this food all throughout the day, you know, from morning to like late night before they go to bed. And then the other group, again, same, same food, same, they didn't even change the food. They just shrink the eating window, uh, to eight hours. And that group lost weight, which is just mind blowing, right? Like 
I'm all about the quality of the food. Obviously, that is super important. But even not changing the quality, just shrinking the eating window, shrinking the amount of time that they literally ate the same amount of food. And um, when they first did it with mice, the mice didn't gain any weight at all. The, those in, those in the time restricted eating group, and then the other group gained weight almost immediately, eating that same amount of food just throughout um, a longer period. And then they did it in humans as well. And then there was actually one one guy who uh, who lost seventy two pounds in fifteen months um, just from shrinking his his eating window down to eight hours. And again, he changed nothing else, which I don't advocate. Obviously, clean eating is really important for our health because it's not just about our weight, right? Like a lot of us want to lose weight, but like it's about our health. If we're losing weight, like you know what drives me crazy guys is like Weight Watchers. If you've lost weight on Weight Watchers or you've used Weight Watchers, that's great. I'm not, this isn't like against you, but the concept of Weight Watchers in general, when I see, you know how like when you like like certain things on social media, they'll like advertise, um, just kind of in that genre to you. So because I am into health, somehow I got Weight Watchers, uh, Facebook group posts like showing up in my newsfeed. And whenever I see these posts, it just drives me crazy because like it's total garbage. Like the food is just like it's full of additives, full of food dyes, you know, full of seed oils. It's just like, yeah, they're probably, and I know people are losing weight because of it's like calorie counting or whatever. I don't really know too much about the, how it all works, but, um, I, I'm not, I don't doubt that people are losing weight, but it's so unhealthy, you guys. And so like, you might be losing weight and you might be losing weight fast, but it's at the expense of your overall health because the quality of the ingredients in the long run is going to hurt you. It's not just about our weight. It's about our health. It's about, I I like to say, you know, the goal shouldn't be to lose weight. The goal should be to get healthy and then losing weight will be a byproduct of that. And that's what I, what I teach. And that's the goal of all of my, um, my, uh, programs that I've created is just health. And then what's the byproduct of health? It's losing weight. It's getting, um, it's, uh, more energy, um, sleeping better. These, these things all encompass our health and they're really, really important. So, um, rant over, (laughs) but anyway, quality is important, but the timing is everything. The timing is, is everything as we, um, as you've heard in um, these studies that I've shared. So um, now there's different types of fasting. What we're talking about here is like intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating. And so, again, very beneficial for the body. Gets the body into fat-burning mode versus sugar-burning mode. Gives the body time to rest and repair, get better sleep. Uh, digest the food that's there. It keeps your circadian clock on a better rhythm, which I'll probably do a podcast on the circadian clock um, at another time because there's a lot to that. But um, kind of eating on a schedule is really uh, key for that. And so that's 
that really fits in with this intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating. But then there's other fasting, right? So um, there's fasting that goes uh, 24 hours. There's fasting. Sometimes people will do a water fast for several days, um, two days, three days, five days. Um, so there's this really cool thing that happens when we fast long term and it's called autophagy and autophagy is basically a mechanism that your body has. Again, just the intelligent design of our body is like mind blowing where when your body realizes that it's not getting any nutrients, it goes into like repair mode and basically your cells will start, um, basically eating, I I can't really explain this in scientific terms, guys, so (laughs) forgive me, Um, but your cells will basically start eating up like the waste in themselves. (laughs) So it's like a self-like cleaning mechanism where it really reverses a lot of damage that's been done usually by by diet um, and by a lot of these toxic ingredients in our food is where most of the damage is done, honestly. Seed oils, sugar, artificial ingredients, pesticides, um, toxins, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just this amazing thing that, that our bodies, our bodies do. And this kicks in, this kicks in on some level, like, really overnight. So again, the longest, the longer we go with our non-eating window, if we're doing that eight, nine hours, you know, we're really giving our body a lot of time until the next morning when we start eating again to get, to get into some of this process. But, um, it really kicks in like high gear after about 24 hours and then up to like three days if you go to five days, um, only water, I've just heard really great things about even cancer being, um, you know, reversed, things like that. However, I, I'm not advising anybody to go five days only drinking water or even three days. And that's, uh, another thing that is really important that I want to talk to you about is paying attention to your body and easing in slowly. And, you know, I'm not a doctor and sometimes we have issues that prevent us from long-term fasting. So if you are planning to do any kind of long-term fast and that's like three to five days, only water, um, I recommend that you talk to a healthcare professional because sometimes there are, uh, things that, that we have going on that are, it's not healthy for everybody to go that long, but the time restricted eating and the, you know, intermittent fasting, that should be fine for anybody. Although you might feel a little uncomfortable if you're used to eating all day long, that will subside and your body will get used to it. And guys, I have a secret for you. (laughs) Like it's okay to be hungry. (laughs) it's okay to be hungry. We're not going to die. Like we can be hungry. Like we can go to bed hungry sometimes. It's, it's, it's okay. We don't have to constantly be filling our stomachs, but there's great benefits to those type of fasting and, and that type of fasting, um, where we're going longer periods of time, 
um, that can be mixed in kind of with this uh, daily, like, if you're like, okay, this is my goal for myself is I, I want to daily be sticking to some sort of time-restricted eating schedule um, and then like weekly be fasting a little bit longer and then month once a month doing like a two to three day water fast. So that's kind of my personal goal and you can mix those all together, right? Um, so I will give another tip for women that I learned um, is that depending on where we're at in our cycle, our menstrual cycle, uh, it's going to be either easier to fast or more difficult to fast. And when I learned this, like just something clicked because I was like, I had really, when I had been fasting before, it had been for spiritual reasons. It wasn't really for any physical benefits because I didn't really know as much. Um, but I, I kind of like noticed like, gosh, sometimes when I try to fast, it's like so hard. Like, I'm just like, I get like halfway through the day even. And I'm like, I can't do this. You know, I have a headache and I'm angry. I'm hangry. And like, there's just no way. And then I just like end up caving. Um, and then there would be sometimes that it would be so smooth and I would be like, man, I could just go like days like this, you know? And, um, I realized that, when we are in, like, our our cycle starts um, the first day that we get our period, and then about 12 days after that or so, um, we ovulate, and then that's usually about three days, and then we start, like, you know, coming around to getting our period again. So if you're choosing to long-term fast, you know, that's like 24 hours or more, you want to do it in days like 1 through 15 of your cycle. So that would be from the time your period starts to about the time you ovulate. And when you fast during that time, because of where your hormones are at, it's going to be a lot easier. Your body doesn't need some of the things, well, the food <laughs> that it needs on the second half of your cycle. So if you try to fast on that second half, it's going to be much, much harder, especially as you're nearing, you know, um, having your period because your body wants carbs, your body wants more nutrients. And so when I started following this with my fasts, it just like was a game changer. So I definitely recommend um, paying attention to that if you're a woman and you're fasting because it really does uh, make a difference. And so, again, all of this, like, we want to ease into uh, slowly. We want to pay attention to our bodies. If you're doing, like, a long-term, like, a 24-hour or more, and when I say long-term, it sounds so long, but, like, really 24 hours or more, uh, you, first of all, you want to make sure that you're uh, taking in electrolytes. This is another game-changer. Um, your your body needs electrolytes. And, and honestly, when we're drinking, when we're fasting and we're drinking more water, when we fast, we're actually can be losing more electrolytes because we're going to the bathroom more frequently. Uh, so you really want to make sure you're taking an electrolyte. So there's a couple of things that you can do. I do both. Um, 
you can get a high quality sea salt. I like um, this the the Celtic or Celtic. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Sea salt, uh, Himalayan Himalayan salt, pink Himalayan salt, Redmond sea salt, and you can take the Celtic sea salt is kind of bigger. Um, salt crystals or whatever so you can just take like a pinch of that and like either put it in your water or just I just kind of throw it back in my mouth and then just kind of let it dissolve and then um, drink my water but you want to be doing that a a few times a day uh, if you're 24 hour going 24 hours without um, food because that will help replenish your electrolytes and then there's also a really great electrolyte mix that I have. You got to be careful with these because some of them will, uh, actually it's, it'll break your fast because it's, um, stimulating, you know, your, it's got glucose in it basically and it's stimulating that. So, uh, the one I use is, um, it's called Element, L-M-N-T, and they're really delicious. They have like a few different flavors, naturally flavored, no sugar. Um, but those are really great also for replenishing electrolytes and then just pay attention to your body. Like if you start feeling just horrible and dizzy and like, you know, terrible, like eat something, (laughs) it's not worth it to try to, um, like push through. And now like I'm speaking like here of like a, a physical fast, So this is like fasting for physical reasons. Now, people fast for spiritual reasons as well. Um, Again, the Bible tells us to fast as believers. So it is important because it uh, just, um, it it, it, it keeps us focused on the Lord. Like there's so much uh, distraction, I feel like, in a day and like we're eating and we're, you know, drinking things and we're just busy, busy, busy. So when we fast, it's like, we're like, no, I'm going to like deny myself those things. And I'm going to focus on the Lord. And I love fasting for spiritual reasons because I feel so close to God. It's like all the extra stuff is like stripped away and I'm able to hear him more clearly. So if you're fasting for spiritual reasons, there is probably going to be pushback uh, from the enemy because he doesn't like when we fast. He doesn't like when we get close to the Lord. So what I'm not saying is, you know, if you feel, you know, like it's hard or challenging, just go ahead and give up because you probably shouldn't be fasting because, you know, there's something wrong with you. Like, I'm not saying that, um, you know yourself and you know your body. And yeah, there is going to be a little bit of uncomfortableness when it comes to fasting, especially if you drink caffeine, you're probably going to get a little bit of a headache. Um, and you're going to feel hungry and you're going to feel, you know, tired. Um, but again, the electrolytes help a ton with that. And, you know, some of that is, is to be expected. So if you're fasting for spiritual reasons, like listen to the Lord, listen to the Holy Spirit. If there's a challenging kind of moment in that, and he's telling you, hey, push through this because there's breakthrough on the other side. Um, definitely listen to the Lord. Uh, but but on a physical level, if you're doing this purely for the physical benefits and you're just not feeling well and you're feeling like, oh, I might feel like I might pass out and you're doing the electrolytes and you're getting lots of water, 
then, you know, it's probably time to, to eat something. So, um, and then when you do eat after a fast, you don't want to like go out and get like a cheeseburger (laughs) and fries, you know, you want it to be something, um, healthy, nutritious, uh, healthy fats are a great way to break your fast. Um, so when you fast, your, your body is regenerating itself and your digestive system is regenerating itself. And so if the first thing that you put in your body, once your digestive system has like had a break and it's like rejuvenating the cells is like garbage, then it's like you might as well not have even fasted at all. So you want to be populating your microbiome with, uh, with good things, you know, uh, fermented food after you fast, sauerkraut, healthy fats, protein, um, things like that. And that's going to be better on your body too, because when you start eating again, after you've been fasting for 24 hours or more, your body is like, what is happening? (laughs) So you want to do that. You want to do that right. Broth, um, broth is good for that. And again, healthy fats, protein, um, just kind of ease into, to eating again. So yeah, just pay attention to your body and, um, you know, your body will, will tell you what, uh, what is the right thing to do. So yeah, that's about it guys. Um, yeah, again, just the time restricted eating, intermittent fasting, you can call it either one is so key for weight loss, for maintaining a healthy weight, for getting better sleep, for better health overall. And you can, you can start that however you want. If you're the kind of person who's like, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to be gung ho and I'm going to go for an eight hour eating window, like right off the bat, then great. That's great. More power to you. If you are like, okay, I need to ease into this because I know it's going to be a little bit more difficult, then that's totally fine too. You know, just start take, start, start paying attention to how much you eat and like how much you're consuming during, you know, starting at what time and then ending at what time. Um, pay attention to that and then just start shrinking that, that window and, and again, remembering, especially if you go a little bit more, um, like intense with the cutoffs, you know, right, right off the bat that there is going to be an adjustment period. You're probably going to be pretty hungry in the evenings, but again, it's okay to be hungry. You're going to make it. Uh, if you're really just starving, drink a glass of water, that'll help a little bit, you know, just pray, try to relax uh, distract yourself. Um, and then your, your body will get used to that. It's not going to be forever that you're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't stand not eating past five. (laughs) You know, your body will get used to it and then it'll be like, okay, this is our schedule. This is when we eat and your organs will sync up to that. Your internal clock will sync up to that. You'll start getting in fat burning mode more often. You'll start, uh, losing weight, you'll start feeling better, being healthier, sleep, sleeping better, even with the sleep. Like when we don't get good sleep on average, we eat about 500 more calories the next day. So sleep is huge and it all 
it's it all fits together you guys it's like one big picture of health how how we're sleeping what we're eating when we're eating it how much air we're getting how much sunshine we're getting how much stress we have um how much we're on our devices like all of this plays into good health and i'm probably going to do a sleep podcast soon because i have lots of really great um tips for good sleep so I hope you guys enjoyed this today. Um, if you have any questions, uh, please reach out to me. I would love to help you. If you need help kind of sorting out your your personal health goals, I am available for that. I do, um, do Zoom coaching calls just individually in addition to the programs that I offer. But um, I would love to help you get healthy and... Um, Yeah, so reach out to me if you have any questions. Feel free to share this, and I hope everybody has a great day.